think we may, lads. Guys. I saw this thing trending earlier, actually, on Twitter. Let me get it up for you. This isn't Dave Eggman. I saw a lot of things on Twitter, let me tell you. Ain't that right, Dave? What do you mean? Uh, I just know what you're looking at on Twitter, you dirty boy. I've seen your likes. (laughs) I don't like anything remotely. You question myself, but I didn't think I did. Uh, You're questioning yourself. You don't like anything. No, I, I like things. I don't like anything dirty on Twitter. Uh, well, what, I as far as I'm aware, where is Vale Park Stadium in Stoke? That's not a Stoke ground, is it? Anyway, I saw a thing trending on Twitter. Half of Britain think young people can't afford their homes because of their spending on Netflix takeaways and holidays. I could believe that. Half of Britain's are dumb. But the other half are sensible, and they're listening to the In and Around podcast. Hello, welcome back to the In and Around podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Joining me this week, like every week, is Mr. Pod Ross himself, the Walcott Warbler, Ross Bird. Hello. And below him on the computer screen, at least, is Mr. David Harris. Mr. David Carmichael Harris, the most marauder himself, crashing cars and, I don't know, killing czars. Spitting bars. There are... I can't spit bars for what it's worth, but everything else uh, is apparently true. So. No denying that he's killing Bolshevik. He's a Bolshevik then, by killing him. <laughs> there we are. I thought that's the one to do. Um, to his left, on the uh, computer screen at least, not on the political spectrum if Dave's killing Tars, is Mr. Michael Breslin, who is sports media's number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Joel Linton and Talisa and Ed Dubs, super fan. And now. Robbie Williams correspondent. That's yeah, but you can't be number one for Robbie Williams because uh, yeah, that's true. It's totally gross. <clears throat> Fun, fact, fact, as we found out. Fun fact. Fun uh, fact. Just go to the front page's website. Yeah. Michael, I want you to go. Get over there. I want you to go look at his number one album, "Sing When You're Winning," and then I want you to tell me what football stadium is featured on the front cover. Okay. I know the answer to this one without even uh, looking at it. It looks like Stamford Bridge. It is, in it fact, Stamford yeah. Bridge. It kind of looks like Aspilicueta on the shoulders there. Yes. I'll tell you what, Robbie Williams and Aspilicueta, what a duo they'd be. Robbie Williams, that song? Uh, Angels. Yeah. I think Angels is, the, is probably the obvious answer, but I, I, I think they've had Millennium. Millennium's a classic. Yeah, that's good. Also, me and my monkey. <laughs> He's the one. Oh no, I'll tell you what it is. Yeah. Robbie Williams, Carly Minogue, kids. Oh yeah. Just so many hits. Poor kids. What No, Candy can fuck off. That's when he started to lose it. Oh, no. Rock, DJ, Rock DJ. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. DJ's a big tune. It's Walter Wall from Robbie. Yeah. And it, when he was <laughs> really, it's given he was part of Take That as well, yeah. He was, but he, he wasn't. He wasn't part of Take oh, That in the, in the golden era, was he? Yes, he was. No, no. Was he there when they did Patience? Take that, I've never been out of their golden era. Come yeah, on. no, they, but they definitely had a bear era. They, they might have had the golden era. They did, yeah, that was when they... The Blighty Jubes era. No, when they released Back for Good, come on. Robbie was definitely there then, wasn't he? Exactly. But, he was there then, but Patience, Patience is their best song. He wasn't no, there for that. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, pal. Never, he was there when Never Forget was released. And Today that this could be... What about that? He wasn't there for that. 
Oh, was he not? Yeah, no, you know why I didn't like and take that other than Gary Barton? It was that little one. <laughs> is it Mark Owen? Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah, I was going to say Mark. Mark. Yeah, he, yeah. He looked like he should be like running a flower shop and cheating on women. <laughs> Tell you what, their greatest hits album, it is really is. We talk about wall to wall, but that is something else. Let's have a look. They've released, they're currently about to release an Elvis film, Mark, and I think Robbie Williams has got to be next up. <laughs> Tony Cruz will fund it. <laughs> what do we think of this recent trend of footballers announcing their future as part of a documentary? Strange. No, I'm out on this. Unless Pogba's he's trying to survive or, Oh, of course he is. You just said that to wind me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what this podcast is. Oh, God. Oh, this is... No... no. I like I like like the all or nothings or drive to survive. I'm I'm in on those. Yeah, but I don't need to know about. Is a uh, drive to survive Alonso documentary? <laughs> Fernando Alonso, maybe. Hey. <laughs> so five minutes in, if we have a joke, we might have to cut. <laughs> <laughs> have you got a laptop now? I do indeed. Excellent. So Coming to you live from a laptop, mate. That is good news. Oh, God. <laughs> Not for Will's bank account, I don't think. No, it is. <laughs> so, uh, a few weeks ago, you may realise I, I wasn't here on the pod. And that was because, as I was setting up to get on the pod, I plugged my laptop in and it fried. <laughs> <laughs> and my takes were that hot. Anyway, what are we talking about? Football season's like, Except for these useless Nations League games. I'll tell you what I'm out on. These Nations League games. Thanks, yeah. Mike. <laughs> What are we doing? Oh, you've set me off again now. What are we actually doing here? <laughs> Think, we've got a summer where there isn't a World Cup for the first time ever at the, on a World Cup year, just to, before anyone corrects me there. <laughs> so this, this would seem like a good time to give the players a few weeks off. <laughs> Especially given how long they've been on the go. Yeah. <laughs> the Liverpool World, players the have played every over. possible game. Yeah, the World Cup... As mentioned later in the year, and here we are playing at Molyneux in June against Hungary. I mean, seriously. Oh, God. What is the point? I'm sick of football and I like football. There were a lot of uh, fans criticising some of the players playing, like Kane, Mount, and all that. And I'm thinking to myself, like, Kane and Mount have played like 60 plus games already this year. (laughs) What are they doing there? How can they even move at this point? The Saka as well was in every game for us. I know we haven't played as many games, but... <laughs> yeah, no, you played once a week. I barely played. Once a Hold week. Hold on, we had a bit of a League Cup run there. What, so that's like three rounds to get to the I don't even know if we got through three, to be fair. The League Cup. The League Cup. I quite like it. Yeah. Here's, I, I might be jumping ahead to a different pod that we're going to do this summer, but... It, uh, here's, here's my rule change for the League Cup. We take out the big six and then we've got a League Cup. And we add in, here's where it gets fun, we add in the Scottish teams and the rest of the Welsh teams, given we've only got a couple of them in there. And let's I'm, make all, it. I'm already vetoing this. No, we're adding Northern Ireland as well. We're because, keeping them in there. Because you've not thought about this. Could, you, could you imagine what would happen if Celtic won an English Cup? 
Could you imagine how much they'd go on about it? Yeah, but we don't have to worry about that. But it, they're it not would, going to. But, it would but without the big six teams... It would instantly. Who, who exactly. we? Hold on, why are we, we can... getting rid of Arsenal from this? Arsenal never win the League Cup. We might as well leave them in there. Yeah, exactly. So we're, we're you could have stopped that so before can, the League Cup. So we can make sure you don't win it. <laughs> but we can prove year after year that Celtic are a League One team. Dave, would it have been less special? This, no, that was a dumb question. What? I was yeah, about to ask. Would it, it have been less? Be. Would it have been less special if you hadn't beaten a big team in the final? But a trophy well, is a trophy. Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, really yeah but surely it's ball. better than beating Arsenal than beating like Swansea didn't, or something. Didn't Swansea yeah. beat Bradford in the League Cup final about ten years back? That did happen, yeah. Five now. They did. And you know, Chelsea would have that been was, in the final if Hazard had kicked the ball boy. That was League Two Bradford, wasn't it? Yeah. Yikes. What a run yeah. that was. We yeah. need more of that. See, that's that's what we need. Who did they Swansea. beat on that run? Chelsea. Bradford. Villa. No, Bradford. Bradford. Who did they beat? Chelsea, Villa. Bradford didn't beat Chelsea. Did they not? No, Swansea did. Bradford beat Arsenal. Sounds uh, about so right. So they beat, they beat Notts County, then Watford, Burton, Wigan, Arsenal, Villa over two legs. That's uh, a tough scene for then, the Villa. And then Swansea in the final. Tough final. scene for the Villa. We lost to Bradford. That is yeah, but not over two legs. Swansea beat Liverpool and Chelsea on the way to the final. Yeah, but they had Michu during that season where he was on fire. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. we, we were managed by Rafa Benitez. We were basically a League Two team. Do you know, do you know that was the year? Yeah, that was the ball boy with Hazard year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. As well, Nathan Dyer was on the hat-trick and that fraud Jonathan de Guzman took the ball off him and took the penalty. I still remember it. No one else does other than Nathan Dyer, but I still remember it. I remember fraud. it. Fraud. I like That'll be in his Netflix documentary, that. Who's getting a Netflix documentary? Nathan Dyer. Oh, Christ. Related to Danny Dyer, believe it or not. Won mm. the uh, Prem with Leicester. Let's put some respect, please, on his name. Did he? Yeah, he was on loan in the season they won the Prem, Mike. On loan from who? Did he Swansea? play? Swansea. Yeah, no. yeah, he got 12. What was Swansea he, doing, he, loaning that? He made 12 appearances and scored once. So, yeah, he got a medal. Because Swansea were better than Leicester at the start of that season, on paper, probably. Hold on. He played 12 times. Yeah? Do you know that off the top of your head? Uh, I, I did look, but I knew he played enough to get a medal. I, I did obviously look. I don't memorise that Nathan Dyer played 12 times. <laughs> I, I knew he was in that I team. believe it, to be honest. I believe it. <laughs> this is incredible. What a rabbit hole. This is what we should do all summer. What season should we talk about next? I don't want to talk about the League Cup. Yeah, but... we tried this, month, <laughs> but we also but then we were like, let's try and pick the best player in the world for like ten seasons. And we no, got well, to that's like, not smart, is we, it? We got to like twenty seventeen. You're like, I can't remember anything that happened this year. I can't. So we can't go back and be talking about like twenty twelve. What do you want? <laughs> can't we just like rewatch Premier League years as a live? That reaction thing. Premier League years never gives you it, it never gives you enough. Yeah, that is true. But you look back at the Prem balls of like I'm talking oh eight <laughs> maybe. They yeah. are so much better than they are now. Yeah, I agree. Look at the oh eight Prem ball. I don't even know which one the oh eight. Oh, was it one of the like total nineties? Oh, they were the real classic. So that, that yellow and blue. 
yellow, yellow and purple. It is that one. Wow. It's that year. That yeah. is no, that's Very not the best one. Though. I feel like the best one was like. Right, a responsible host grasps hold of this podcast. It gets us <laughs> under wrap. But um, what instead oh, I'm no. going to ask oh, you? Oh seven, sorry. Oh six was the one, Mike. What is your football opinion that you know is going to be unpopular, but you believe a hundred percent? Please. Like, what is that opinion yeah. that you know that most people don't share? But you believe it 100%. Bloody hell. Uh, Joel Lynch is the next guy. Anyone got one off the dome? Uh, a Scottish team would definitely get relegated from the Prem. Yeah, if you put that house in Midlothian. Okay, I'm talking about Celtic uh, or Rangers. I think they'd get relegated. Rangers just went to the semi finals of the Europa League. Anyone could do that. United, didn't it? Yeah, come on. Have you seen United? <laughs> I can't believe we got to this point where I'm defending Scottish football. But <laughs> you wanted you wanted to take that no one else believes. I'm, I'm confident they get relegated. Okay, all right, Dave. You got one? I don't know. I've, for a man of many stupid opinions, I don't know why I asked I you can't... if you've got one. I'm just like say the first thing that comes to you. Yeah, I know. I was going to say. If you I could probably go for something Theo Walcott if you're after something uh, rogue. Well, <laughs> so that no one else would believe. Like, surely there's one of There was a thing on Talksport. Um, I saw it on oh. Talksport. Uh, they're Jack Wilshire on and Darren. Yeah, Bell. I know what you're about to say. And it's horror. Yeah. And uh, oh, maybe this is mine. No, um, you, you can't possibly believe this. Uh, look, I'm Danny Welbeck's biggest fan, Mike, I think. So they were saying that when, uh, like, young Welbeck was at United... I <laughs> know this is going to be... Uh, Watch the video, like, they, honestly. They, was that yeah, they were the league, wasn't it? it on the I don't know what year that was. Was it, I don't know, 2000? I'm not even going to try and guess it. They were saying that that Welbeck was better than the young Rashford who came into the United team when he did not sure about that i've just that's what they were because welbeck's was started up front a lot in a team that had a lot of good forward players in it yeah that was their argument rashford was rashford was brilliant let me show you that argument for a quick second there was a season where franco de santo played a lot of games (laughs) in a team that contained anelka and drogba and daniel sturridge now, he probably played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, do you remember when yeah. he went to Blackburn? He wasn't. He's not bad. He, he was awful. He's he was absolutely awful. Mate, he had a decent career in the Bundesliga. Crazy. Makeda played a few games in a team that had Rudy Tevez and Ronaldo. Just because you play a few games off the bench is like a human victory cigar. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we doing here? <coughs> Honestly, the only thing more disappointing than Jack Wilshire, the football player, is Jack Wilshire, the pundit. <laughs> I don't want to and, take part in any of Honestly, thank you very much. Darren Bent, like. Oh, he sucks, yeah. He's on a, he's on a station with Gabriel and Bonglehor, and he still doesn't <laughs> look intelligent. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> 
Dominic Bonhoeffer's an absolute sausage. Yeah, but they're all sausages. Like, yeah, but he's. They've got look, look. When you're in a conversation with Andy Goldstein and Darren Bennett, and you're coming off like the idiot, you're in a, you've got a real problem. <laughs> Oh, God, that and network is so And, and I think Andy Goldstein's very good at his job because he just infuriates people, but fucking Jack Wilshire's an absolute weapon. Oh, I love Jack Wilshire. Sure. By the way, Danny Welbeck, 11-12 the season. Played 30 games, started 23, scored nine goals. Am I supposed to be impressed? He hasn't even hit double figures. How old? He was like 19. Nah, he... What? No, 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 no. He was older than that. He's like 32 now, isn't he? Danny Welbeck is 31. We are 16 minutes into this podcast and we have not talked about the topic of the show. So, quickly, two minutes. You, this Danny is your Welbeck. fault, Will. You brought this question up. Danny Welbeck. Never good. That's my take. Don't, Danny Welbeck was don't agree. never a good player. Don't agree. <sighs> Still Mark, a good player. No, 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 no. Marcus Rashford at one point was a really, really, really top player in the league. And, peop- and lots of people would have tried to buy him. Nobody would have even thought twice about buying Danny Welbeck. Arsenal <laughs> bought Danny Welbeck. Not from Arsenal, apparently. <laughs> yeah. He scored some big goals for Arsenal. Yeah, but he wasn't yeah, good think... for Arsenal. <clears throat> yeah, he was all right. No, he... All right. Like, if you look That's... at the numbers, No. Not yeah, good. what, what I, is, wa- I watched a lot of football back then, and he was not as good as Rashford a few years ago. He's not as good as Rashford now. Well, of course, he's not as good as Rashford now. No, what I'm saying is Rashford has had one down year ever, and I guarantee if you go look at his numbers last year, they are better than Danny Welbeck in that season. Look, I think Rashford's a better player than Danny Welbeck. <laughs> I don't even know why we're debating this. The real debate is, is Danny Welbeck better than Franco De Santo? Hold on, I, yeah, need, some is, Fra- yeah. I need some Franco De Santo. Didn't he have a year for Wigan where he scored zero Premier League goals? Probably. Yeah, I think he had two. Well, I remember that. Those match of the days were excellent watching. Well, oh, it's Franco De Santo watch again. Yeah, talk to me about Franco De Santo, Dave. No, do you remember that Israeli striker Ben Zahar that used to play for Chelsea? Because he was was bad. He wasn't as painful as Franco De Santo, though. Franco De Santo, here we go. He played for Bremen a lot. 122 Prem appearances. Over or under? Yeah, I'll come up. Yeah, 14. He had. No. Yeah. You said he played a lot for Chelsea. He made eight career sub-appearances for Chelsea across three. That, that, that's Jesus a lot when Christ. you're that... When He's you're that still only 33. What the heck? Where the hell is Goz Tepe? To be fair, in 2011-12, seven goals in the Prem for DeSantis. You know that tweet? You know that tweet that goes to Sarada every now and again where it's like from a woman and she's like, guys would just sit around and read footballers and competitors. That's what the first 20 minutes of this podcast have in 14-15 he scored 13 goals in 26 games in enough. the Bundesliga enough we haven't even mentioned John Utaka who is the that's when you the know, main player that's brought up in these that's when you know someone's not a good striker when they can only hit 13 goals in the Bundesliga talking about strikers in the Bundesliga fuck me get me into the real topic so, <laughs> 
Uh, Erling Haaland decides to make 51 million. Um, obviously, we knew it was coming, but that's been confirmed. Uh, how successful do we think he'll be next season? I mean, um, these big players sometimes struggle at City first year, don't they? I, he's got to score a bag full of goals, I reckon, personally. But... Um... I think I think he's clearly good enough that he'll do well, but I think people's expectations for for him are probably crazily too high. I mean, what do you think people's expectations are? I think people are expecting him to score like twenty five to thirty goals. And I think maybe fifteen to twenty is realistic, just because in well. The standard of defending in the Bundesliga is atrocious, but also Dortmund play like the ball over the top and he runs onto it. That isn't really going to happen in the City team. He's going to have to get used with his back to goal, more link-up play. And and obviously the the quality of teams he's coming up against, uh, you know, much higher. So he's gonna it's going to take a while for him to adapt. I mean, like, Aguero and Jesus weren't really back-to-goal strikers. I mean, saying yeah. that, he could just be brilliant and he could be could be as good as people are hoping him to be straight away. But I think it I think it will take a little bit of time, like it does with most city players, for him to to really find his feet there. But he is without doubt a, a great player. So it's good to see a player like that come to the pram. The over under on his goals appears to be closer to about twenty five, the bookies have it up. Uh, I'd be surprised if he I'd go under on 25 he's on to hit 20 but he's just over evens to hit 25 yeah I can see him hitting 20 I think what do you think Mike I think yeah 20 to 25 seems a pretty good zone I reckon do you think he improves and that gets you that gets you in the shout for a golden boot you think he improves City (laughs) number (laughs) questions that oh they were very good last year without a striker in a kind of fluid formation. Now they're playing with a guy who's, although he's obviously tremendously talented, I mean, he's not the greatest technical player with the balls at his feet. Some of the, Jesus and Aguero certainly were. Yeah, I mean, we've been asking for them to buy a striker. They bought essentially the best striker out there. So, yeah, that's what I wanted them to do. They've gone out and done it. He's going to score hatfuls. <clears throat> he may not be the most technical striker, but he's strong. He's pretty good in the air, and he knows where the goal is. And that's a pretty good start. Uh, okay, so they're going to win the league regardless because that's what they do, with or without him. Do you think they win the Champions League with him? Oh, it's got to help the them. That, yeah, they're the games that he makes the difference. I think. I think they've got to be favourites. Surely. I, I will look it up I mean, uh, while we talk, but they have to be favourites for that signing, I'd have thought. Dave, going back to what you said about the level of competition for the Bundesliga, mm-hmm. I, I agree, particularly in terms of defending, but isn't there something to say that the quality of the service should go up here? I mean, what, can you yeah. see, what do you see Kevin De Bruyne doing for him? No, I mean, that is true. I mean, De Bruyne and Haaland could be some combination. And then you've got players like Bernardo, Mares. I mean, the quality of players he'll be linking up with. I mean, obviously some decent players at Dortmund, but this is a, a whole nother level. Like, you put in one of the best strikers in the world 
in probably one of the best midfields in the world. And you definitely can't say that about Dortmund's midfield. Obviously, there's some good players there, but they're not quite at that top, top level. So, yeah, arguably, he's going to have so many chances, perhaps, that, you know, well, we've seen what they're like. They've also been lacking a striker. The amount of chances they squander, if they manage to make the same amount of chances for Haaland, you know, <laughs> could score a ridiculous amount of goals. We have any goals players like Gundogan score for them. Like, he's obviously a good player, but I, I just, he's, he's got to score. Yeah, and you say, yeah, Sterling. Although, again, a good player scores loads of goals for them. He so. scores the same goal over and he over does. again. But I mean, and he probably gets ten or twelve a season. Well, controversial opinion: Sterling's one of the best wingers to ever played in the Premier League. I mean, if you look at his stats, it's probably. A I, I actually, I don't quite know what to do with that. I think. Well, he's, well I, mean, I don't agree with you because I, I, I think the stats are with you, but Sterling well, does not. Sterling doesn't impact the game. Like some of the other great fingers have done, like uh, a Hazard, a Salah, Hazard. Uh, even yeah. even kind like, of a good one though. But it's it's. I don't think it's a wild claim. I mean, it was interesting actually that Salah, Mane, and Sterling all hit 100 goals kind of around the same time because although it sounded right, I mean, there I would have had Sterling in the same class as the other two. So apparently Chelsea are after. Sterling, yeah, he could come over and improve us. I'll take him to Arsenal as well, to be honest. He's still only 27 as well. Yeah, but at some point we're gonna stop we're gonna stop looking at age and start looking at games played because if you watched it was like the Rooney thing where Rooney at like thirty two what was was done Just practically. Because Fergie had ran him into the ground when he was so young. Yeah, still he's he played three hundred and twenty Prem games already. Scored 109 goals, got 56 assists. One every three for the They are good numbers. They're really good numbers. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a world claim, Dad. No. Uh, Just reflecting on this, I want to ask you a question that my dad asked me when he heard about Haaland. He said, do you think think he signs a second contract at City? No. You are seeing more of all players just run them down. And then... Like be free to choose where they want to go, aren't you? So. It's kind yeah, of a I'm, bit like an NBA free agency kind of thing. It is thing, a little bit. It? Yeah. I think the whole point of the, the, the contract was to give himself room to go to Madrid, so I don't think he's, he re-signs. Although they might have even more unprecedented success together, and then that might change his mind. Well, it's probably time that... I don't, I, I don't know how long his contract is. Does anyone know? I think it's three years. Yeah, so three years is how long I reckon Pep will be at City. Yeah, because we, we're going to have to start. We're on Pep watch again, aren't we? Yeah, so he's, he's going to sign a new contract. And I think Pep... Sorry, it's gonna... actually a five-year I was going to say, three seemed a bit Ireland. short. Was it Mbappe's contract that was... That yeah, was sorry, it's Mbappe's at three. My bad. Hasn't Harland... Five years has him at 27, doesn't it? I think he's 27. I think Haaland might have a release clause too. Think. That would not surprise me. He's not stupid. I, no. I think. I no. think that sort of thing will be will be written in there. If you get the sense exactly, he, exactly like he did when he went to Dortmund, so that yeah. this transfer could come about. Him and his dad are meticulously planning that journey, which is interesting. Um, here's the final question. Mm-hmm. 
Do you think Harlan, because we're assuming that he's going to put up numbers and that he's only going to be get better? Do you think he is probably the Premier League's best chance for a Bologna in the next couple of years? Uh, Other than Werner's, obviously. I guess. I guess. Yeah, you'd you'd have to say so. I mean, with his age, he's got the longevity, so that already puts him ahead of. Quite a few players. I mean, obviously, Mo Salah's great, but Mo Salah's like 30, so realistically has, what, one or two chances, maybe three chances of an exceptional season, and he might be off after next season anyway. Haaland's going to be 22 in his first season, so I, I think mean, that would be fair, really, unless... You yeah. think it's with the season Salah has had and he's not worth the Ballon d'Or here? I was going to say, you either need to have... A season that's that much better than everyone else, <clears throat> that you just, and and you're not as successful with your national team, or and you don't win the Champions League, or you have to win the Champions League, and your nation does well at a. Got to remember here that um, the Londor is now a yearly thing as opposed to season, so it's kind of like, is it or is it or is it changed to like a season thing? It's changed recently, so basically it's taken in less time, so it's going to have international football matter less. I mean, if City win the Champions League and the league, and Haaland's got you like 30 goals total or something like that, I mean, you're going to have to talk about it. Yeah, it's maybe not next season, but assuming that he does perform as we expect and City continues to give him the service that we expect, I think it's probably fair enough to assume 45 in all comps at some point. Yeah. I mean, if Harry Kane's hitting those numbers in a Spurs team, which is limited... Uh, I just saw that he'd have to score, Haaland would have to score 44 goals a season, every season until he's 35 to surpass Cristiano Ronaldo's current numbers. That's why so, I think Haaland's pretty much scored at one game, I think, hasn't he, for his career. It's crazy. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Uh, last question on Haaland before we talk about someone else. Uh, do you think this is like the ideal situation for him, really? Because... And we look at the teams he was linked with kind of like last summer. He was linked with United and Chelsea as well as City. Uh, United and Chelsea both desperate need of a striker, a talisman who's going to be their world-class player. So as we saw with Lukaku at Chelsea, uh, he came in, faced tremendous pressure, started off well, but then failed to score a few goals and started being an absolute queen twat. Uh, sorry, I don't know why I did that, but I did. Uh <laughs> And it sort of all fell apart. But with City sort of walking into a place where they probably don't need him to score 25 goals. Like, that'd be great if he did in his first season, but if he scored 20 goals at all comps, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, well, as we said, they can win the league without him. So if he's not really firing for the first three or four games, you can have a couple of games <clears throat> off playing the League Cup. Put six past... Uh, Bradford and then <laughs> then you're away it's crazy they're they're well set up to either have him score a buttload or not too many and still win the league probably Champions League's the one for him I, I don't think I don't think he feels pressure but I think there's something about and I, I think this also applies to Nunes who we'll talk in a minute because he's obviously linked with United too Something about United being so desperate for a saviour means that as soon as anyone walks in that club, they're going to have 
a tremendous amount of pressure put on their shoulders. So I was just sort of wondering, do you reckon that factors into big players, big players like his decision not to go there? Well, and it's also you, you don't want to be, you don't necessarily want to be part of the rebuild when you could go and, and guarantee yourself at least probably a Champions League semi at City. If it Probably. were me and you know, I was a younger player like Harland, I would think about that when I was if I was considering United for sure. I think players United would have to pay him substantially more to, to turn his head up. That it's a bit like Grimaris to Newcastle, isn't it? Sort of thing. Sports, doesn't it? You have to to get someone on board with the rebuild, you have to pay him substantially more. Yeah. Otherwise you just go to a contender. Yeah, yeah. Dave, how much do you buy that Erling Haaland had even thought about Bad City since his dad left the club? I think he'd know who they are. I mean... Dave, I mean, you've taken this as a serious question. It was not a serious question. No, I, think, I think, obviously, he, he knows about them. So he's, I a, think, he's a Man City fan, isn't he? Yeah, people, oh, yeah, trying he's to say, of the club. people trying to say that he has no idea. I mean, the pictures are there of him when he was a kid and obviously his dad played, so it would only be natural that he had some interest in City anyway. So, I think it's just people being salty to claim that he's not got any link to City at all. Well, How many times on Sky are they going to reference the fact that Roy Keane broke his dad's ankle? Oh, mate. I mean, that's a horror tackle for it. Where... But they, it's going to be brought up a lot, isn't it? Let's be honest on the coverage. <laughs> I want to see Roy Keane ask him a question in the post-match interview. I, I want to see Harlan say, fuming after a game, that he just asked Roy Keane in an interview, you're going to apologise for injuring my dad. <laughs> Imagine. And he won't. No. Roy Keane will be like, and I'd do it again. And then Harlan gets held back by the camera. <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's move on and start Darwin Nunes because I think this one's a bit this one's a bit more interesting because it sort of came out of nowhere whereas City have been after Harlem for years uh, Darwin Nunes 6'2 one inch taller than our beloved Luke Shaw uh, someone described him on Twitter as the white Lukaku I can see it a little bit uh, what do we firstly yeah agreed firstly what what do we think of Darwin? The player, and then we'll talk about He looks a good player. For, yeah. And the highlight reels. Yeah, I've seen some highlight reels in my time, but there's some good goals in there. The one against Barca particularly impressed me <clears throat> on the BT Sport highlights of his. Um, he's really, really good in the air. He scored some nice headers this season. He scored some really nice headers. Um the one thing that I picked up out of watching the highlights I thought was worth mentioning was that the commentator said it last season it was his first goal against the big two when he scored against Sporting. Yeah, I heard that as well. So I'm wondering if that's going to be something where he absolutely destroys the uh, the smaller teams in the league and then the big games. is maybe where it finds, it finds it more difficult. That could be total waffle, but that is something I heard on the... Uh, from the commentator, but he looks a good player. I can see why. I can see why a lot of teams are after him. In fairness, I think he looks raw. Is that fair? Do you think he looks more like a, a as opposed to Harland, who kind of already looks a bit like a finished product? He looks a bit more like a bit of a 
I mean, look, obviously, tremendous physical attributes, and he scored some good finishes. But again, there's something about his technical play, and I think that might be because I'm comparing him to Firmino, sort of in my head. But it reminds um, me of Holland, some of his touches and stuff. Yeah, it just <laughs> doesn't look particularly clean, does it? I think some of that's just being tall, though. It's difficult to look as like finesse, isn't it? When you the crouch, I think exactly. That, that he was a big guy who could control it. If, if you want to get a cliche out, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so I think yeah. So what I was saying earlier about what obviously you were comparing him with Firmino, will I think that's yeah. where the next bit goes, isn't it? It's because Nunes looks like a genuine number nine, well, or central striker, which makes you wonder about what Liverpool are planning on doing. With Firmino, slash, well, I suppose Origi can stay because he can just do Rigi's it. You know, he's gone. leaving, isn't Rigi's he? Gone. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with Firmino. I'm guessing that's the end for him. So does this, right? This Unless he's happy to play a bench role. This he was doing that this year already, to be fair. This well. leads me to my question. Obviously, Nunes is a drastically different striker to Origi, and he's even a drastically different striker to Mane, who's been playing up front since Diaz came in. Do you, and a lot and a lot of Liverpool's play sort of is predicated on Firmino playing those little balls round the corner to Salah and to Mane. Now, get back to Nunes in a minute, but from what I've seen of Nunes, and that's only in the Champions League briefly and these highlights, he doesn't seem to... Obviously, he has nowhere near the link-up game that Firmino has, or that's not what his game is, but... How do you see this like impacting on Salah certainly and Mane if he does provide? Do you think having his presence there is going to occupy more people than Firmino, or do you think this could negatively impact their own goal scoring records? I mean, one thing that I think with with Nunes is to see obviously it's a lot of pressure that sort of thing, how he plays. Obviously, Firmino, I know he he hasn't been the best goal scorer for a while, but Firmino's like team players is brilliant, and that that makes them work. Now, what I feel with Nunes, maybe his first goal doesn't come for a while, or he's it's, it's more with Firmino. You know that even if he hasn't scored for a while, he'll still stick to his link-up play, which makes Liverpool tick because Nunes could be under so much pressure. If he hasn't had a goal for a while, is he going to start snatching at chances like Salah and Mane, to be honest, have done to each other before? I don't know. I think, but having said that, I mean, he looks a good player, but it's hard to say. I'm not an at like I've watched loads of Darwin Nunes. I've seen him do some nice things like that goal against Barca. I've also seen him take some bad touches and leave the ball behind. But at the end of the day, everyone does some bad touches sometimes I don't know I think I just fear that maybe his touch isn't as tight as they need it to be and I think Liverpool then number nine it's basically more important for them that they can link up rather than just be an out and out scorer because of the way they play and the quality of players they have on the wing they've never really played with a straight up traditional number nine have they with this group because for yeah, me that's not really that no, but that's big. But the reason they've done that is because realistically they haven't needed to because their number nines are out of the wing. I know. So I'm just saying that's why it'd be interesting. Yeah, and but that's but that's what I'm quite keen to get at because 
like Salah's a tremendously wonderful player, and perhaps this is them preparing for life without him. But he's—I don't think Nunes, and maybe I'm going to be completely wrong when the Klopp gets on the pitch together. I don't think Nunes is going to make Salah better. Is what I'm getting at. No. But what I do think is, if this is the sign of them sort of moving away from Salah and Barney into a sort of like a Jota, Diaz, Nunes kind of trio, I do think that from what we've seen from Diaz, he isn't quite like Barney and Salah in that he's a, he's a striker basically being playing wide. Uh, he's more of a winger. I mean, what I will say to Liverpool is... If I mean Diaz looks good, same with Jota. If they can add Nunes into this, I mean they've done pretty well in replacing what seemed an irreplaceable front three if these three can play together, to be fair. That's true. I didn't see that coming from how good Jota's been. I didn't really see I that. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really know with Diaz either. So literally at this point, if Nunes is good, it looks like they've got three of three good players. They just need to obviously have time to, to play together as a three, which will come when Manny and Salah leave. Salah? Salah. I like that out of you. Salah, Kareem. Um, here's the question. If Mane leaves this year, and Nunes is there. They're worse off, aren't they? Well, yeah, if it's yeah. going to be Diaz, yeah. Nunes, Jota, Salah. Salah. Yeah. But, well, yeah, like they're enough. worse off. They've obviously they've signed that Carvalho from as well, from uh, Fulham, Fulham, Dave. Can you tell me a bit about him? Yeah, he's, he's a good player. But, I mean, the thing is with Carvalho is, I mean, I, I have faith, obviously, I, this Liverpool, like, the scouts and stuff, they seem to get most of these young players right, to be fair. But my thing is with Cavalio is he's looked great in the Championship. A lot of players look good in the Championship and then struggle to step up to the Prem, let alone yeah, in a massive like Liverpool. So, <laughs> no, I think I think he's an exciting player, but it's he really is one of those players where they're sort of hoping he turns into what they want him to be rather than he already is, like, close to a finished product. I mean, he's yeah, definitely... Yeah, you want to talk excited. about that's what this guy is. Yeah, he's he's exciting for sure. Like, he's not shy to take on a man. He's pretty quick. He's uh, got a decent shot. His passing is decent. But obviously, that's in the championship. I mean... Is he, is he number 10? To... No, he's a winger. Yeah, why? Okay. So he, he's he's definitely an exciting player, but it's way too soon in his career to say if he could be anywhere near being a Liverpool player, to be perfectly honest. But he's probably not coming into well I know, but what I mean is like I don't think they need gonna him have, yet, no. he's gonna he's gonna have to do good. a lot of he's gonna have to do a lot of improvement in say the next two or three years for for him to get into a Liverpool team. Um <laughs> I mean, having said that, Harvey Elliott is still really young and he looks he looks really good now. So, I mean, Cavalio's at least got some decent first-team football under his belt already. So, I mean, that that definitely works in his favour. I just I just think it's it's strange to see a guy go from Fulham in the Championship to one of the best teams in Europe. How can you say how he'll do it at nineteen? It's it's difficult. If he's performed well at that, just 
absolute horror show of a football club. He can perform well anywhere. Um, just on back to the Nunes thing. Eighty-five million is obviously a lot to spend on a player. Would you have identified forward as the place where you'd spend eighty-five billion in this Liverpool team? No. Like shaking his head. Where would you have spent it? Ooh, centre mid probably. Agreed. That's where I'd have spent it, but there you go. Who would they have gone for? But, I mean, it's not a bad show, actually. <clears throat> Come on, Bellingham is destined to walk into a Liverpool or Man City midfield. In the next God, game. I'm going to be pissed when Man U don't sign him. Destined. He would have been perfect. For He already looks good and he's like, I know I'm a Blues fan. Uh, it's Play. not just because I'm a Blues fan. He generally is a great player. Like, in the Champions League. I will trust days, I will trust he's, you, Bellingham, when he's not playing in the Bundesliga. I'm no, sure but the thing good. is, well, I'll trust him when he's not playing he, in the Bundesliga. Even for England and stuff, he looks decent. He's like I don't, I don't, trust, don't trust. I don't uh, trust. I don't trust. I agree him. with what you're saying, but I think Bellingham's a good player. I, I don't yeah. trust central midfielders for England either, because Paul Pogba looks like a well beat for France because you have no pressure on the ball. Hey, you're I'm a big sure, fan of Mason Mount. No, and Mason Mount. I, the reason I rate Mason Mount is because I've seen him play in the Premier League and he's played well. But like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm at the stage now with the Bundesliga where I don't trust anything coming out of there. And I'm sure that's harsh to a number of great players. But you just watch the games. You watch the games over there, and I think to myself, like Joshua Kimmich is an unbelievable player. But you watch him play in the Bundesliga, and it's like he's got training wheels on because he's just got so <laughs> much time. Like, it's ridiculous. So I'm sure Jude Bellingham's going to be a, a wonderful player, but until he's actually doing it in a league that puts a bit of pressure on the ball I'm, I'm not ready to annoy him I mean yeah. the player someone should have got was Camavinga but Real Madrid got him he would have been perfect for Liverpool man. I was feeling we missed out on him as well. well we just weren't even in the mix where are we in all this <laughs> what are they doing over there oh, I'm not going again, but... I know I know they got Sancho last season and Varane and Ronaldo I'm not really sure Man United have the the overall transfer pulling power that they used to. Let's be, let's be really, let's just remember that Varane left Real Madrid where he was first choice because he wanted to try and make okay, it. Okay, you know, I made my kangaroo take it back. I think I, there is something. They're, they're not quite the force they once were, but they're still Manchester United. No, they're going to struggle to side anyone. I'm just saying maybe they're below Liverpool and Man, Man City now. Oh, they definitely are. <laughs> yeah, whereas yeah. before they were the team to join in the Premier League. Not down. Uh, I think they probably were, but they never bought Galacticos. In fact, when they tried to, when they started to try and buy Galacticos, is when it all started to go wrong at United. Yeah. They just need a sensible recruitment strategy. That's what. No, all they need to do is promote Shola Shorter to the first team. What a player. Shoretere. That's how you say it, apparently. Really? Yeah. Wow, it's no shock. Shocker's day is mispronounced. Honestly, it doesn't read like that. You wouldn't read it like that. Okay. Apparently, that's how you say it. It is literally spelled S H O R E T I R E. Harland, who scores more this next season? Harland. Alvarez. No, I'm joking. Harland. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, Alvarez looks a really good player. Also. He looks a good player. City are I have already seen him live. Jesus? No? Have you, Will? Yeah, because he came on in the Fidelissima. Hey, Jesus, the Arsenal. Argentina, uh, Arsenal. Italy. 
I went to. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'd, I'd be. Did you go to that? Man. A couple of weeks ago. Good grief, where so, have I been? So like how was Messi in the flesh, Will? Uh, well, it's the second time I've seen him in the flesh, and I'm pleased to say that for once he played well. For once, Messi played. You are, that's worth saying for everything. No, 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 because like, the last time I saw him, he, he did not play well at all. And it's awesome. So it's like one of those things where people are like, who's, who's the, what's the best performance you've seen live? And, you, and I'm, always like, I'm always like, uh... Michael Essien, 03. No, I've always, I've always like, I've always John like, John Obi Mikel. I've always like, it's probably like Aguero or Hazard, one of the two. And then everyone's like, oh, but you've seen Messi. And I'm like, yeah, but he wasn't very good. Uh, I suppose you should probably talk about this. Seeing Messi in a crowd with 90,000 other people, a lot of Argentinians, but also a lot of Italians and quite a few English people. Honestly, ridiculous. Everyone's, as soon as he touches the ball, everyone's up on their feet like he's the Pope. And after like five minutes, after like five minutes, you're there as well. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. The bloke walks around the pitch like you, Dave. And, but except when he gets the ball, he's actually off. <laughs> so your takeaways are, for once he's played well and he, he looks like Dave when he's on the pitch. I'm, take, I'm taking Nunes, by the way, on the over-under. Are you really? Okay. Um, I'm you know, he scored six goals last year in the league. The year before last, this year. <laughs> six. Don't worry about that. He's getting service. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, the Portuguese league's got better defenders than the Bundesliga. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's, I that's what I was watching. <laughs> Not sure. I don't. You can't believe that. that is... <laughs> I definitely believe that. I believe that. Uh, some, oh. of the, some of the teams at the bottom of the Portuguese thing. That's Christ. Have you seen Freiburg? No, they're good. <laughs> Maritimo still in the, in the top so, line yeah. in Portugal. Okay, right, let's move quickly. <laughs> uh, they are. Pochettino leaves PSG. Least surprising news of the world. Uh, I'm not going to ask you where he's going to go because I can't see anywhere for him to go, but what I want to ask you here is, Mike, do you think Eric Ten Hag is put under pressure straight away by the fact that Pochettino is available? No. It's United is the only reason I would say, potentially. <laughs> any other club you're thinking, probably not. But Whenever you think he's going to get the job this time, he never gets it. So he's not getting it. We'll find some... Before you know it, Ten Hag's gone by Christmas and Pochettino. Look. Pochettino. I kind of wanted to come with that tape, but I just don't believe it. <laughs> I think Pochettino might be in a job by Christmas, and it's either going to be Chelsea. <laughs> He's going back to Spurs. Spurs. You're so right about that. United. What he, he, I, I would put, I'm locking it in. He's, he's back at Spurs by Easter. Wow. <laughs> he's I'm leading them out. He's yeah. leading them out at the Carabao Cup final. No, I don't believe they're getting to that. Um, no, Ryan Mason will be at the helm. Who goes in at PSG, though? Because it, it is quite literally an unmanageable club now. Yeah, I don't know. I would like to see what Zidane did there. Get Zidane in there. I think Zidane's a good... Like, a guy who knows how to manage egos. Like, yeah, that's the thing. The I'll tell you what. Carlo Ancelotti would be Franny good for doesn't PSG. want it, though, does he? Oh, no, because he wants the France job. Has Ancelotti managed at PSG already? He not? has. He has, yeah. He has he set up the culture there? Mm. Christophe Galtier is the favourite. Oh, the yeah. East manager. Neymar and Mbappe, I respect him. But it's basically a, a toss-up between him and Zizou. They're going to want Zidane, surely. 
Oh my god, Mourinho twenty to one. Imagine. If he gets <laughs> Imagine Mourinho looking at Messi. Give it to me. Imagine Inject Mourinho it, looking it. at Messi going, "You need to suffer." <laughs> <laughs> I would I, like to see it, I to be fair. That would be phenomenal. Right, quick quick fire hits. Transfer news. There's lots lots flying around. Anyone got a particular rumour they'd like the look of? Um, I like De Jong to United. He would, it's happening. he would go along. Are you not worried by the fact that all the reporting seems to be that he doesn't really want to go? That's, yes, what, that's I why it's not happening. But yeah. uh, <clears throat> what other ones do I like? What other new uh, uh, I want. I want Jesus. I've decided. Oh, look at this! I, I wanted Jesus. Jesus plays a little hard to get. Jesus plays a little hard to get, and all of a sudden he's not worried about his finishing. Well, we've just finished the season with Eddie and Kettier up top. That's a good point. We've just finished with Lukaku. I'm, I'm, I quite like the uh, the rumours that Lukaku might go back to Inter on loan. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, I quite like that. Uh, less thrilled about the rumours surrounding Timo Werner. Quite happy about the rumours that Kepa might be out of the club. Arsenal are after T-Limits. I can tell you one I definitely don't like. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tottenham... And whoever else linked with Richarlison for sixty million, do not. Look, if, look, if Arsenal sign him, I'm out. The, the thing is, that would be the most Spurs signing of all time. He's got to end up at Spurs. Surely. The thing is with Richarlison is he does literally doesn't even have good discipline. Like he'll get sent off two or three he's times. He's got nothing. He's terrible. As well as missing chance after chance. Why did you sign him? Conte cannot possibly want him at the football club. I don't believe that for one second. I just want to. I'm not even going to engage with Charles and joining a proper club. It's not happening. Um, I'm interested in the Tiedemans. I'm interested in the Tiedemans thing because I think Tiedemans thinks he's better than he actually is. I definitely agree with that. Like the idea that he's holding out for a Champions League club, like Arsenal. Don't take this the wrong way, Ross. Probably his level right now. Yeah, that's fair enough. Like, uh, but it is an upgrade from Leicester. In theory, yes. I mean, well, it's a bigger club and we've had a better season. Mike. Chelsea hotshot. He's not a hotshot. Mike, Mike, Mike is putting rumours from the Daily Express in the chat this time to end this podcast. But no, I've got one more for you. You'll like t- this one. One second on team. It's tremendously limited. Sorry, Newcastle have been told to splash out fifty million if they want to sign Nathan Agate from Man City to Sun. Mike, that's not a rumor. That's just the Sun every morning. They play transfer darts. This is an article. I mean, anyhow, knows Jeff, the main man on Sky Sports. Oh no, that's but not. Darmish. Yeah, he's a scrub. No, the main man on Sky Sports is, is Brian Swanson. Ah, oh, England <laughs> correspondent Brian Swanson. Yeah, uh, that guy's so, a weapon. So uh, we started this podcast. Uh, we were we were in the chat earlier, viewers, and uh, we said, right, off season, we'll only do twenty to thirty minute, po- thirty to forty minute podcast. Keep it nice and tight. Get in and out. You know, we're in the fifty fifth minute, and I can confidently say only thirty five minutes of that was serious football chat. At best. <laughs> so 
if you stuck with us this long, thank you very much. Dave, if people want to stick with you even further and join you on Twitter, where can they do that? Uh, it's at Don't Sign Richarlison. It's actually at Dave. Worth it just to see what he's liking. Yeah, worth it just to, yeah, yeah. I don't like. I, I had a look for my likes for last week, and there's nothing <laughs> on there. A week's worth. Christ, I week's worth. It took me a while, but <laughs> Will worried me. It made me think that I'd been liking something weird. Yeah. I've only liked things F1 or football related on the whole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Might be your Instagram. Oh, I'm Britney Spears getting uh, married. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, uh, okay, uh, Ross, if the people to keep up with you, where can they do so? Uh, it's at Ross underscore Bird 14. I think yeah. that's it. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, remember, we are trying to get Ross Bird. <laughs> and me and at Cafe Rouge, he's never been, he wants to try the chips, so please tweet at Cafe Rouge. Hashtag it's my birthday in a couple of weeks. Ross for Rouge. Yeah, can we get the birthday meal? Right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is your chance. I want you to tweet hashtag Ross for Rouge at Cafe Rouge, but I also want you to send them letters. Their PO box is surely online. Um, Mike, if the people want to follow you to keep up with all the latest news about end ups, have you heard their new song, by the way? I haven't. I've been uh, I've been knee deep in the new Chasing Status album, so I, I've missed missed the release actually. An actual good album, I suppose. <laughs> if the people yeah. want to keep, keep up with you to find out your thoughts on the latest Chasing Status album, where can they do that? Yeah, um, I won't give them away here, but it's at Mikey Breslin on Twitter if you want that. Chase. Um, to see me crying about the crypto markets. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> Chase and Status. Um, much like this podcast, Mike um, putting his money into new fans from 2019 that have fizzled by 2022. Um, <laughs> they are down bad. Yeah, this podcast is too gross. Um, unless you're actually a potential sponsor, in which case hit us up at in and around pod at gmail.com. <laughs> Lots we, of will, we will sell out for anything. Let me tell you. <laughs> you want me to talk about like your cheap knockoff of Audible? I will do it. In fact, I'll read a story. I don't care. Like, you want me to read menus for Cafe Rouge? I'll do it. Baguette Poulet, c'est vous plaît. Let me tell you. Oh, uh, if you want to keep up with me you could, and offer a sponsorship, you could do so at World at 17. <laughs> Please don't follow us out in a round panel or Vimeo. In the meantime, uh, sorry, Sam. Laura. Yeah, well, we're going to come back in here next week. Chelsea are going to have signed Usman Dembele. And I'm going to have to take back a lot of what I've said. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's not good. Really? I think he's good. He's that just horribly good. injury prone. You've said so much yeah, about him. They can't back that side. At this point, I just want a winger who can dribble the football and doesn't believe in Donald Trump. Because the one we've got currently is a big gun, that. Who's Donald Trump? Yeah, who is he? Who's he? Yeah, yeah, he loves it. I'm, I'm not oh, sure. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, straight out of her. And if he's, if he's as accurate with a gun as he's with the football, I don't think anyone's in any danger. That's a good point. Yeah.